Hello, hello, my name's Tommy, and I am delighted to welcome you to Podcast Assemble. If you're a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, you've likely already gotten into the Secret Invasion series on Disney+. However, if, like many of us, you simply haven't gotten around to it, with the gluttony of content out there in cinemas, along with on streaming, or even the most recent entries in the MCU have perhaps turned you off. I mean, we can only watch Endgame so many times, am I right? Well, it's bloody hard to know what should get your valuable attention. So I created this series where I watched the first episode of a thing, so you don't have to. Based somewhat loosely at this point off the initial impression, I tell you if you should watch it or not. That's it. It's that simple. Reductive statements aside, Secret Invasion sets up a spy thriller show set in the world of superheroes, following the events of Captain Marvel. The Carol Danvers-focused movie introduced us to the Skrulls, a shape-shifting humanoid alien species who have been searching for a new planet to call home and coincidentally really, really like Earth. The Marvel Cinematic Universe loves to throw us a curveball from the established lore of the comics, which it's so loosely based on, and the Skrull twist was no different. So, with that in mind, I watched the first episode of Marvel's Secret Invasion. Let's talk about If You Should Too. Now, this is a non-spoiler review for the show, but expect full spoilers for the MCU to this point. So what happens? Now, there is a lot of MCU to be caught up on, especially from Phase 4. And if you really don't know what that entails, this might not be the video for you. I've broken down in one of my previous videos the sheer number of hours that has gone into Phase 4. The show shows no mercy in its expectations that you're totally caught up on all of the fallout of the blip, along with Captain Marvel's rug-pulled twist on the characterization of the Skrulls. Secret Invasion is set in the MCU's present day and follows a returning Nick motherfuckin' Fury, who learns of a plot by a faction of Skrulls to take over Earth. Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, is joined by a number of his allies and returning cast, including the Skrull Talos, played by Ben Mendelsohn, who Fury helped make a life for himself on Earth. But, as I say, if you haven't had time to watch every morsel of Disney content, I can see why you'd be scratching your head. The episode follows Fury and his one good eye, who finds himself a step off the pace of what's happening around him. The normally so informed director of the Avengers has to struggle with his own shortcomings while also having no idea who could be friend or foe. The feeling of paranoia and no longer being in control sets the stage for secret invasion. Samuel Jackson's return to his long-standing role as Nick Fury is a really fascinating one, as this is a new chapter for the character. Seeing as his job is to know everything, this series presents him with a road less travelled, and one which makes for interesting viewing. Change is at the heart of the very first episode of this series, and Fury's on-screen chemistry with allies Talos and Maria Hill, played by Kobe Smulders, has changed in step. Fury's disappearance in the blip and afterwards has resulted in tensions running high, and the smaller, more intimate feel of the spy setting creates a claustrophobia which heightens the tension. We're also introduced to Olivia Coleman's Sonia Falsworth, great name by the way, who is an MI6 agent and new introduction to the world. Coleman's cold, relaxed demeanor is hiding a quite menacing will to do anything to get the job done. 
She's great alongside Kobe Smolders, who is at her best in the episode, but is ultimately given too little to do. We're also introduced to the villain of the piece, Gravik, played by Kingsley Banner. Much like the broader MCU throughout Phase 4, the villain is one of the New Guard, who are an interesting reflection of some born after a certain generation who see the opportunities in front of them are perhaps not being afforded the same way they had to prior generations. Art mirroring life. Who would have thought? The show plays on real-world, generational, and ethnical biases, introducing a cosmic twist to their exploration, in a not dissimilar way to District 9. The cast is flecked with some real standouts. Jackson, Coleman, and even Mendelssohn rarely let the side down. But Amelia Clark's Gaia gets a little lost in the background characters, with the overall feeling that some of the broader cast are pretty forgettable. So what does it pull from? If you're a comics nerd and are expecting a blow-by-blow retelling of the exceptional Brian Michael Bendis' run, you're likely out of luck. The first episode of the show appears to be setting up a story on a much smaller scale, where similarly to the story of the comics, the TV show is following a long-term invasion of Earth by the Skrulls. However, in contrast to this, the comics have the ability to have a much bigger scale, with the secret infiltration seeing the skulls replacing many of the universe's superheroes with imposters over a period of years prior to a full-blown invasion. Now, a departure from this perhaps isn't a bad thing. The MCU has been struggling for a long time with narrative de-escalation from the epic heights of Endgame. A similar story, yet one with real stakes, could be just what the Doctor ordered. MCU has been in something of a spiral since the end of Phase 3. Declining critical reviews of the movies have been mirrored in the global box office takings. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania reportedly didn't even scratch the $500 million mark, which is crazy. The Marvel TV output has also been equally off target, except Hawkeye, of course, with the lingering stink of the pandemic still touching a lot of the current content. If the show can capture the same sensibilities of the comics, such as the anxiety or mistrust surrounding everyone the characters encounter, it could be a shot in the arm for the flailing cinematic universe. And if not, the writer's strike would pose a handy respite for Kevin Feige and co. So, is it worth your time? Well, it would be remiss of me not to mention the opening credits, which have caused a pretty huge controversy for being almost entirely created by generative AI. Aesthetically, I don't mind the shapeshifting title card. However, even though Disney have claimed it didn't affect jobs of creatives, it most likely did. Every big corporation bleats about ethics and maintaining standards, but this reeks of cost-cutting. There was a huge opportunity for Disney to hold up their hands and, you know, win back some positive sentiment. But the time's probably passed by now. Just pay people, guys. Your bottom line is not going to be affected that much. That being said, I am still a huge fan of Marvel and the MCU. Though the show has received a middling critical reception, I'm excited to see where Secret Invasion goes. Set with a similar vibe to my favorite movie from the franchise, The Winter Soldier, the core cast is still some of the very best the MCU has to offer. However, Disney's track record to date with Marvel TV output has been more hit than miss. I'd even go as far as saying it parallels some of the lows of the Star Wars TV shows. Disney really need a hit with this one. So here's to hoping we don't get a boring couple of middle episodes before a big scrap at the end. 
which is inevitably a CGI mess. But should you? Yes, you watch it. Yeah, totally. The edgy paranoia and sense that anyone could be a Skrull in any scene is very captivating. And if that isn't enough for you, Nick Fury's return will surely keep you interested for this six-episode show. Even if he does turn out to be a Skrull all along. But what we want to know is, what do you think? Have you fallen off the MCU? And are you looking for a way to jump back on? Do you think the show will have the same pitfalls as the broader Marvel TV output? Let us know in the comments below. And while you're there, feel free to drop us a like, share, and subscribe. Linked below is our website, www.podcastassemble.com, where you can find our podcast, Podcast Assemble, and lots, lots more. Why not join us for more geek content? Thanks for popping by, guys. Tally ho!